Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute and YouTube, and you'll find the links in the podcast description. I also have the Awakening Podcast, the Speaking Podcast, Learn Polish Podcast, and Crypto Podcast, and all can be found on RoyCon.com. Today, my guest from Kentucky in the USA, please welcome Mary Wilt. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Welcome. Looking forward um, to this conversation because, you know, I'm interested in somebody that creates something different, but you might let the audience know who's Mary. Yes. Well, I um, have done a lot of things in my life. I've been a pastry chef. I've trained horses. I've done a lot of different things. But my last uh, creation, the last 20 years, I've been doing body work with people, craniosacral therapy, Reiki, uh, visceral manipulation, acupressure, those kinds of energetic body work with people. And as I was doing that, people would come up with um, and tell me what they wanted to change in their life, where challenges they were facing, uh, whether it was a boundary issue with a friend or a relative or a habit that they wanted to change or a fear that they were dealing with. So I got my hypnotherapy license back in 2007 and started incorporating these two therapies together. So after doing that for some time, when the pandemic happened, my office closed. And so I started to think of a way that I could get this therapy out to people so that they could do it for themselves. I think we need tools right now. We need therapies that we can do for ourselves at any time when we get stressed or when we get triggered. And so RISE Hypnotic Meditation is, is the therapy that I'm bringing forth now. And it is a combination of meditation, which gives you the ritual of doing it daily you know, in the same position, the same smells, the same sounds, you know, it really gets the body and the mind trained to the work. And then the hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So I teach self-hypnosis in four steps. RISE is an acronym. So it stands for relax, imagine, suggest, and empower. So you quiet your body, you go to a very beautiful, safe place in your mind, either somewhere in nature or somewhere that you've been before that you felt very comfortable. And you really bring your senses alive in that place. And by kind of going inward and bringing your senses alive to say, if you go to the beach, you feel the sand between your toes and how when you wiggle your toes down, the sand becomes cooler. You know, you feel the sun on your face. You really embody yourself in a beautiful place. And then suggest is where you do the work. You picture your challenge as an object or as a thing that you're ready to move or shift. For example, if you're dealing with anger and anger is something you're ready to let go of in your life or trying to transmute in your life, you can picture it as a red hot ball of flames and then put it into the water, into the ocean, and let it turn blue, and let the water sizzle and the steam come up, and see the transformation happening. And then E stands for empower. So there have been studies done by Harvard and Columbia University that when you stand in that superhero pose with your hands on your hips and standing very straight and tall, that it actually has a chemical reaction in the body. It reduces your cortisol, your stress hormone by 25%. And it also increases your testosterone by 8%. So it gives you that power feeling like I'm in control. I'm in control of my life and my choices and my challenges. 
So I should go in and buy a Superman outfit. So really, and hey, <laughs> whatever works, whatever works, you know, and also remembering that when you do change something in your life, that people will react differently to you and you will react differently. So also really embodying and imagining that if you do shift this habit or this pattern or this fear, how will your life be different? How will people treat you differently? How will you act differently in certain situations? And then also that ripple effect. How's it going to work? In, how's it going to change your family? How's it going to change your friends? How's it going to change your city, your state, your country, your world? You know, these things, they do uh, multiply and they do ripple out into the world. No, absolutely. And like you're basically being conscious of what you want, you know, even if it's anger, if you realize, yeah, like because there's different types of people have different forms of anger. Some explode immediately and there's others, they'll just take it, take it, take it. And then they'll snap, they'll see white. But being conscious that you have that and kind of saying, mm -hmm. like I, I love the analogy of, you know, the flame and going into the water. That's very nice. And you know, that's one that people can visualize because sometimes people, you know, they don't realize how they can do this. And I, I like the way that. Yes. Well, in our mind, we work in stories. You know, we're telling ourselves stories all the time. And those stories are what we react out of. So, for example, if we've always felt like we've been a victim, you know, this group of people are never going to like me. I'm never going to, I'm never going to make it. I mean, you, you have this victim, then that is what you are sharing. You know, that is what you have, but that can be shifted. You know, you don't have to be stuck in that pattern, but realizing it is the key. It's once you realize what you want to shift, what's holding you back, just setting that intention is huge because when you set an intention, you're telling the energy what you want it to do. I want my energy to get rid of my anger. I'm tired of acting out and then being embarrassed about it later. So, yeah. and like, because everybody yes. know that's listening, everybody will think, yeah, but my story is different, or whatever. I know you've worked with uh, soldiers that came back from Iraq yes. and Afghanistan, as well as people abused by the clergy. So that's probably one of the worst traumas that people kind of, you know, it's it's well up there. So yes. I mean, the experience that you've got just by dealing with them. Perhaps you might want to talk on some of that on how you're helping people with that absolutely well what i've realized and not only just the populations that you've mentioned but all of us is we're layers of trauma we have the big t's that you mentioned you know the big traumas but we also have little traumas our births were traumatic you know our grade school experiences were traumatic uh, our high school experiences were traumatic you know we have all of these little traumas that build up so then we start telling ourselves stories based upon those traumas. So the work that I've done with people is kind of peeling back those layers of not identifying so much with the trauma and identifying more with who they really are at their core. You know, what they came here to do, what their spirit really longs to do, how they really feel inside and connecting with that more than connecting with the traumas. Because when we connect with our traumas and we keep them very close to the surface, then we're continually reacting out of that trauma with every breath. Absolutely, so, because there's psychologists that they get the person to live the story and they're basically getting a patient for life. You hear some people, they're the same psychologist for 20, and I think they should be fired. I Like when I hear that kind of carry on and what you said is different because 
like the memory of pain poisons us. We're just constantly living in that. You have to move away from it because you know it, yeah. you're not. It, you can't change it. You yeah. can't go back. You can't get a time machine. No. Go back and change. So there's no point in living no. there. You have to where That's you right. want to be. What you came for. I love that. I love what you're saying. Yeah, and then also knowing that you do get triggered. You know, we will get triggered. Our nervous system is raw. And especially in these days when we have so much coming at us all the time. So, you know, really um, having that patience with ourselves and having tools. There are tools like RISE, um, there's EFT or tapping. There's, there's different tools out there that we can kind of uh, bring our energy back in, you know, when that we feel that anxiety starting to rise. Because when that happens, we kind of get out of body. You know, we, we're, not, we're not in our body, we're not reacting realistically so I, like i've heard I, about I, the tapping and i remember i i think i've tried to, i don't know was i shown how to do it or i read about but i remember i think you hit certain parts of your hand and everything yeah you, you might explain a bit about that because i've i have Absolutely. heard that it's actually very beneficial but i've never kind of it, discussed it well let, let's do it for a minute think of something that stresses you out and give it a number between one and ten okay and so I'm gonna show you the steps and then you just start tapping the back of your hand. It doesn't matter either hand. You just wanna tap it for a few minutes. You're kind of engaging that energy channel and then tap right inside your eyebrows on both sides. You're gonna do five, six, seven times. Outside of your eyebrows, inside of your temples, under your eyes, under your nose, Your chin, your clavicles right here, those right in the middle there that where they meet. And then also right in your armpit. You'll, if you poke around in your armpit there at the side a little bit, you'll find it, you'll feel a tender spot. It's a little tender. So you I, want to hit that. I look, I look like a chicken here in right, <laughs> <laughs> And then go back. Okay, now take a breath. And think about the issue that stresses you out and what number would you give it from one to 10 now? A lot less. Okay. So you do that repeatedly until you get it down to a two or below. So if you're way up here at a 10, it might take you five or six times to get it down really depends upon but it's really getting that energy flowing again instead of it being stuck and that's what happens sometimes is our issues come up and we start thinking about them and concentrating on them and they kind of take over and and we get locked up physically it gets locked up in us so this is a way to kind of relieve it you're hitting meridian points and energetic points that help allow that energy to flow and kind of, I suppose the acupuncture kind of works in a similar sense that you're exactly. hitting. And, and if yeah. there's a blockage, then it's same well, thing. Like, just, I mean, I can say just, just there, no, just by doing that, that, it, yeah, it feels, you feel better after doing it. And what, what was it, 30 seconds or maybe a minute, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's something that people could easily practice. And obviously, for those right. listening, you know, you'll find a link of the video, you can see it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something easy to perhaps even just by the way that Mary described it, you probably understand what she was saying. But, you know, if you're a bit confused, just look at the video and you'll, you'll see it better. And there's a lot of information online as well. There's been great books written about this technique as well.
Okay, brilliant, brilliant. So with the, because I know you've you you've written the 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 book, and uh, yeah, I've seen it's got some lovely reviews. So yeah, we've a lovely picture of there, <laughs> right? So you might break it down. I know it's you're talking about you know what you do, but is that exactly what you're covering, or like what's the whole process of the book that you the way you're doing it? The process of the book is explaining why it works and how it works, and doing the science of it at the beginning. And just explaining what meditation is, what hypnosis is, self-hypnosis is, and why I've married the two together. There's also a lovely forward by a psychologist that I work with who has taken my class several times and uses RISE in her practice. So you can understand a little bit more about me from outside. And then I also talk about what RISE can address. I explain the four steps, the acronym of RISE. And then in the back, there's also examples of how you can do it. So for examples, there's rise for cell phone use. If you can't put your cell phone down and it's causing problems in your marriage or your life, this is a great one for that. Well, to be honest with you, that's something maybe we should cover because I see it in relationships. I see it with children because if you don't mind, maybe you could just no. tell us a bit about that because that I think the whole world is suffering from that. There's even people have problems with their necks and their hands because of phone use. You know, it's something I don't, right. if I'm with my son and we go through stuff, my phone goes on and I don't touch it. And even I, even if he says, daddy, you're on your phone. If I'm not in a restaurant by home, I pick it up and I put it in another room. I do not want it affecting my life. You're great because that's exactly what you need to do. And that's exactly what Rise talks you through is at least giving yourself certain opportunities. When you have dinner with your family, the cell phone's in another room. So even if it does go off, you don't hear it. You know, that you make other things a priority other than being accessible to the world at all times. Because most calls can wait that half hour or hour that you have dinner. So it's, it's relaxing your body, again, doing your relax, your progressive relaxation go somewhere happy and pleasant, maybe where there aren't cell phones when you go to the beach, you know, or when you're going to go out canoeing or something, you may leave your cell phone back so it doesn't get ruined. So think about that. And then the suggest is just really seeing how your life will be different, how you'll connect more with the people that you love, how maybe those certain conversations that you only heard pieces of that you missed the gist of what was happening because you were on your phone. You know, how will your life be different? How will you connect better with your, with your family and with your friends? And then embodying that, you know, how does that make you feel more powerful and more in control that you are controlling your phone use? Your phone use is not controlling you. And we feel like we don't have control in so many areas of our life now. It's, it's you know, things are so fast moving and so chaotic and so big that um, this is ways in small ways when we take control of our lives and make choices that are healthy and positive, it affects us in many ways. Like you said, it'll, it'll affect things physically. It doesn't just mentally and emotionally in our relationships, but our hands will feel better. Our necks will feel better. Exactly. And what I was doing as well, because I found at one stage that I did, it, you know, I was using not as much as most people, but enough to kind of go, I, I'm not liking this. There's, with the iPhone, you can see screen time. I presume you can do it with all phones, but the screen time and weekly, and I would check it. And I like I kind of made it a game with myself. 
get that down. And now when I look at it, a lot of the time, if it's a GPS or listening to music, so I look at the hours and I go, oh, it's not that bad because the highest ones were the GPS because I put in the GPS just to see right. if there's potholes right. or police or something like that. It's oh, just yeah, yeah. a safety. So that's, I wouldn't class that as phone use, you know, yeah. but you know, if I'm on a certain, say, like the likes of TikTok or something like that, you know, sometimes I use it for research because I'll find some very good information. Mm-hmm. But there's other times, and I know people, they get stuck into it and they just, you know, recreationally, three, three yeah. hours disappear. And it's like, no, reading a book is more yes. important for me. Yeah. So. And again, Roy, that's everything that you recognize it. You know, that is the biggest thing that you're setting that intention of being conscious of your phone use time. That is huge. Before you do anything, before you take a step, before you relax your body, just noticing what it is that is not making your life as happy as you would like it or as fulfilled as you would like it or whatever word, you know, would would suit there that you, you know, because where you set your intention, that's where energy goes. Exactly. And with the hypnosis, then you might tell me what type, because I've had a, a guy, uh, Nick, I forget his surname, but he was on explaining just normal hypnosis, but with what you're doing, you might explain a bit about that. Yes. Well, it's self-hypnosis, but really all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Our body craves the hypnotic state. When we're driving down the highway, we miss our exit. It's because we're in a hypnotic state. You know, often if we're doing the dishes or looking out the window, we slip into hypnotic state. And what a hypnotic state does is it helps reboot the nervous system, which is very overloaded these days. So it really gives it a chance to rest and relax and reboot. So then it'll have a great benefit physically and physiologically besides mentally. So I think there's a lot of misconception about hypnosis because of stage hypnosis. Uh, When you are hypnotized, you are always in control. And if anything, you are more alert and more aware as when you are in that state than when you're not. So it's, it's not about being out of control. It's really about being in control and about going deeply in yourself and looking at that subconscious layer. You know, the subconscious is filled with everything we've been through in our lives. It's, it's the pool of our history. And it, it fuels every conscious decision that we make. We make all of our, our conscious decisions based on our history, our beliefs, our values, our habits, our fears, our actions. When you look at the subconscious and you realize that there's something there that no longer suits you. Maybe you used to be really defensive about something. And you realize that that's kind of holding you back and you don't need to be defensive about it anymore. This is a great thing to do rise with because you just want it, it, to, it's a, it's a tool for that. Oh, excellent. And like with the kind of self-hypnosis or I, I, perhaps it's a mm-hmm. form of meditation because sometimes you'd hear yes. people and they, they mock someone that's going fishing or playing golf or something. And I always say, there that's their form of meditation because if someone yes. is just sitting yeah. there and sometimes they can go fishing for four hours and someone thinks they're you know well, how can they do that it's like such a waste of time and i think like because you'd find the fishermen are not the aggressive angry people it's true that's a very good yeah i like that because I, I think that's very true and i think we do need to kind of look at our thoughts and look at our habits and look at why we do certain things. And a lot of it too comes from family imprints. 
there's a funny story about a woman who's making baking a ham for dinner and she cuts both ends off the ham. And uh, her husband says, why did you do that? Why do you cut the ends off the ham to bake it? And she says, well, that's why my mother always did it. So she goes to her mother and says, mom, why do we cut the ends off the ham before I bake it? And she said, I don't know. That's how my mother always did it. So she goes to her grandmother and says, granny, why do you cut the ends off the ham before you put it in the oven to bake it? And she said, well, that's the size of my oven. So, you know, we do these things, we carry them down from generations. Exactly. And there's so many people they don't like no i question everything i question every thought i've got why have i this belief system and i'm able to actually change i don't beat myself up but i've known especially with what's going on in the world at the moment the last two years and everything like some people you can give them the information full transparency and because of their belief system or they get upset they won't change their mind and you need you need to adjust, you know, you're not a tree, you, you move, you know, right. if you, if you get new information and you right. know that it's true, you know, don't, don't feel bad because what you've taught for the last two years or even since you were born is different. You know, you should, you should just say, okay, now I have a different belief system. There's an Indian parable about a, a blade of grass being the strongest thing on the planet, because when the elephant steps on that blade of grass, it springs back up, it's flexible. If you're a, a, a stick or if you're rigid and that elephant steps on you, you break. So if you are not flexible, the world will kind of break you because the world's not going to conform to us. We have to conform to the world. Yeah, very good. And with the meditation, then what kind of, because I've, I've actually listened to your uh, YouTube channel and uh, I, I really enjoy it. And we, we've discussed it, that you'll actually share some of it. So there'll be future episodes where you'll have, and it, it is very enjoyable because I've listened to uh, maybe four of them. They were very, very good because not all meditations that I can actually take that, but they were ones that were enjoyable. Thank good. Thank you. Yeah, I, what I do is um, pick an issue and then talk through the four steps. And I, what I'm really hoping to do is train people so that they can do it for themselves. You know, there've been times where I've been in a restaurant and been triggered by something someone said, and I'll go to the bathroom and sit in the stall and do my rise and get myself back on track. So, you know, it's, it's, it's also a toolkit, you know, something to be used in emergencies as well as you know to develop the practice and once you do it for a little while it's it's pretty easy it's you, your your body will become trained and our minds also become easily trained you know they say you can train your mind like you can train your dog uh, it it may not sit the first time you ask it and you give it that biscuit but by the fifth or the sixth time it's going to get it and it's going to know that when you say sit, it's going to sit because it's going to, there's going to be a reward at the end of it. And it's really the same with training your mind. And our brains are really, their main objective is to keep us safe. It's not to make us happy or to put us in, in fruitful positions. It is just about safety. So really question what you think too. Question what you were saying. Question what you think and why you think it. And is it yourself limiting yourself for safety? Or is it, you know, are you keeping yourself from something you really want or something that might make you feel more fulfilled out of safety? And, and even if you are doing that, it's good to know that that is your choice and why you're making that choice. 
Oh, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned about, like, say, the restaurant, because sometimes people think that you'll go from one stage to the other and that you get to this kind of, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know, state that everything is uh, beautiful. Yeah. Life, life slaps <laughs> you. You get a slap no. in the mouth and you don't know what's around no. the clock. You can basically, a lot of things will not trigger you that have triggered you before. But when you have a, you know, the skill set of understanding, how to adjust differently. Like you said, you can go into the bathroom and do your, even the tapping thing that you mentioned, if you don't something, yes. like, you know, because like the thing is, no matter what's happening in your life, if you're doing something like that, I'm convinced you're actually going into a positive state because you're conscious that you want to get into a better state, which means you're not thinking of the negative and you're not in the you know angry stage. So once you're consciously doing it, you have to shift. Yeah, and think about the ripple effect. You know, if I went back into the restaurant still full of anger and full of spit and vinegar, you know, I would have acted out. I was ready to blow. And then what happens to the server? What happens to the the manager of the hotel, to the tables that were around us? You know, the the other people that I was sharing the meal with. It's it's not just about us. It's, It's doing it for the world, really. And, and we all need to, all we can really change is ourselves. We can't change the world. We can't change uh, our government. We can't change really much of anything. We, we, we try, but it doesn't we change. Try. <laughs> we try, but really all we can do is change ourselves and work on ourselves. But that does matter. No, I like there's loads of people they're they're, they're constantly because my other podcast is kind of exposing fraud and corruption. And I'm convinced it's down to the individual that you become confident in yourself. In other words, I will not accept to be abused by anybody because I'm strong okay. in myself. Like, I don't care if it's a policeman okay. or I, and I don't bow to anybody either. I could meet a president or whatever. Wouldn't bother me. It's I'm looking at the person, yeah. how they are. And yeah. more people that do that, they, I, I think people like to be surrounded by that as well. They feel the energy, they feel the, the power. As yeah. opposed, and there's, there's less in this. There's, like you must have noticed that, in, you know, in the, the last, uh, you know, decade, there's more and more people, that, like, whether we call it waking up or just finding finding themselves, I would say, you know, and it, when you do that, yeah. it's the same as what you mentioned in the, the thing, the ripple effect, because the child yeah. is looking at you going, oh, I see how, like, for example, I don't get angry when I'm driving. I know there's a lot of people do. I'm driving along, it somebody cuts me off. I don't know what's going on in their life. There could be somebody, they could be having an argument. Somebody could have died. Somebody could be sick. I said, I'm going, I mean, there's times, of course, we know that somebody can be silly and they need, you know, to be, you know, whether they get right after there is a tiny, tiny percent, but a lot of the time people they're in their own head. They don't intentionally go to hurt you. So there's no point in, you know, like I, I always tell people that if you beep the horn and you're getting angry, the person then starts getting flustered and they could have a crash further down the road based on your reaction to them. It's fuel on the fire. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I know you cover anchoring as well. You might mention a bit about that. Yes, anchoring. I love anchoring. It is thinking about a time in your life, if there's a a certain quality that you would like to have more of in your life, like confidence or feeling competent or even feeling unconditional love. There are wonderful videos out there that can make us feel that. We can also think about a memory that we have that when we really felt that, you know, when we really felt that competence, when we stood up and we really 
you know, knocked it out of the park. And so the technique that I use is holding your thumb and your first finger together. And what it does is it locks into your nervous system that feeling with this touch. So you do this again under, under the hypnotic state, which is very easy to get to. And then you think about it and build on that. There's a really sweet a video that I posted on Facebook the other day. It's a young boy. He's probably three years old and he has his newborn baby brother in his lap. And the sweet guy, he's just crying. He's so happy to have his baby brother and he's holding him and he tries to look away and be brave and wipe his nose. And then he just holds that baby again and starts sobbing. He's just, I mean, the unconditional love for his newborn baby is just, it's just flows out of your computer. And so I took that moment to connect with that unconditional love feeling so that when there's a time when I'm not feeling very loved, when I'm not feeling very supported, when I'm feeling very alone, I can anchor and go back to that memory and bring that up more alive in me. And it brings that feeling up and that energy up in the body that sometimes those feelings get buried. They're in us. We've had those moments, you know, we felt love before, we felt competent, we felt strong, but some days it's harder to get to. And anchoring is a wonderful way to do that. And this is a technique I use, but you can do it in another way. You can do it, you know, holding your hand or a certain fabric, or, you know, there's any kind of ways to do it, a certain bracelet. Mm, brilliant. And like, you know, you mentioned the baby. That's that's a story like that I I've told one time on a it was an open mic TEDx and I thought they were going to allow me to release it and they 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 didn't. They said they don't put on open mic, but what they do is uh they they didn't even give me the recording uh, so I should record. But like what I was saying is that you no know, because we look at a lot of people whether they're thieves robbers whatever they've done, and I always bring them back to the baby. They were yeah. you know innocent and external forces whether it was an alcoholic or abusive or whatever the people around them so if you can bring that person back to the baby then the hatred disappears and it, it might sound strange but it actually works and no, like I, everything is i mean i'm looking at so much of the stuff going on in the world. it's all orchestrated all the school system everything they keep the poor in the poor areas they want they want all this turmoil and it can be changed like that but the main thing is don't have the hate and they can feel it as well so when you don't have that hate because some people look at someone and they're putting them down straight away or they have the anger from but if you look at them from compassion whether it's an invisible energy it's like they know it and it's a different it, it, it the situation is totally different yeah and i think that's really what angry people need is compassion you know so that they can have that compassion for themselves and let that defense down Absolutely, absolutely. So I know we were talking about maybe you'd like to do um, a, a small meditation. And would, you, would you like to do the meditation and, and then give your that. websites? So we do sure, the meditation and then we, we'll give your links and all that when we're finished. Perfect, okay. perfect. So what I'm, I'm going to do today is talk you through the RISE scenario. So I'd like you, everybody listening, to try to get as comfortable as you can. If you're seated at a desk, I like to put my head in my hand because I have a heavy head. Or put your head down on your desk, however you'd like to do it, or lie down, or just get as comfortable. Turn your phone off or quiet it, if you would. Shut your door. This is only going to take about 10 minutes. 
But what we're gonna practice today is letting go of things that don't serve us anymore. And we're gonna leave it just that general. And sometimes we know our habits and patterns that we do that don't serve us anymore. But as often as not, we don't recognize them. So today we're gonna to deal with both, the things we know and the things that we don't know. Whatever does not serve us, whatever is not helping us, we're gonna give that opportunity to let it go. So as you begin to relax, take a deep cleansing breath, breathe in to the count of four, hold it, and then breathe out to the count of six. And just to continue to take this purposeful, patient breath, deeply in and deeply out. And as you do that, I'd like you to begin to imagine a warm pool of energy at the soles of your feet. This energy is just swirling and moving around the soles of your feet. And then on your next inhale, I'd like you to imagine that energy being drawn up into your feet and your ankles, relaxing them very deeply. And then allow that energy to swirl up into your calves and your shins. And then pausing at your knees. Take another deep cleansing breath. And on the exhale, really feel your knees relax. They work so hard for us and hold up so much. And then feel that energy move up into your thighs and spill into your hips and you fill your pelvic bowl. And there's many layers of tissue in your pelvis and your hips. So let's just give a moment for that energy to really fill that area, relaxing your glutes, relaxing your hips and your sacrum and your low back. And then imagine that energy Filling your abdomen, relaxing your gut, relaxing all of your digestive organs, relax your respiratory diaphragm. Allow this warm, relaxing energy to fill your lungs, calming and soothing all those those tender tissues in your lungs. And then allow this warm, relaxing energy to swirl around your heart, relaxing the muscle of your heart. Feel the energy move up into your right shoulder. And feel the relaxation flow down through your right arm and out the fingers and the thumb of your right hand. And feel some warmth or tingling in that right hand. 
And then the left shoulder. And spilling down that left arm through the elbow and the wrist and out the fingers and the thumb of the left hand. And then allow that warm, tingly energy up into your neck, coating, relaxing and soothing your throat and the cervical vertebrae of your neck. And then pull that energy up over your scalp, relaxing your hair even, your face, relax your jaw. Even your eyes are resting more comfortably in their sockets. Take one more cleansing breath and really feel yourself and your hips drop into the surface that's supporting them. And then I'd like you to imagine a beautiful woods. There's a path going through the woods. I'd like you to look down at your feet and notice the dirt or the grass or the leaves or whatever ground is under your feet. Just notice, notice the colors, notice the textures. If the sun is out, Feel it on your face. Feel that warm temperature on your face, on your skin. Notice if there's a breeze blowing. Are the trees moving? Or is it still and quiet? Do you hear any animals rustling around in the leaves or climbing up the tree? Look at all the beautiful colors, the greens and the blues and the browns, the yellows. There's a path in front of you in your woods and I'm gonna count down from 10 to one. And if you would take a step, see yourself taking a step with each number that I name. So from 10 to nine, to eight, getting more and more relaxed with each step. To seven, to six, dropping down, five. You're almost floating down this pathway now. Four, three, loose, limp and relaxed, two and one. I want you to notice in front of you, there's a clearing in the woods and there's a big hole in the ground. And around this hole in the ground are boxes. And these boxes represent blocks in your life or challenges. They're things that you know that you're ready to let go of. And there's things that you don't know, but you feel them. You feel their hesitation in your life. You feel their challenge in your life. And you're ready to let them go. So just notice the boxes and I'm gonna be quiet for a few moments. And as I am, I'd like you to walk around this hole and knock all of the boxes into this hole in the ground. And I want you to be very thorough and very complete. If you need equipment, if you need help, get it. 
Do it in any way, any manner that makes sense to you, it will be right. Your job is to get all of these boxes into that hole in the ground and let the ground take them and heal them. So begin your work. Take as long as you need. We're all on our own time here, so keep working until you're done. And when you are done, I'd like you to start filling that hole in with the dirt that's around, that's stacked up around the hole. Again, if you need to get out the shovels, you could use your hands, you can get out equipment. Any way that suits you, bury the boxes. You're done with them, let the earth take them. And then when that job is complete in your time, no rush, in your time, I'd like you to stand up on that mound of dirt over your boxes and picture yourself standing there in the superhero pose. Your legs in the A-frame, your spine very tall, the crown of your head pointed towards the sky, your fists on your hips, your chest standing out. and begin to embody and feel your power, the power that you've gained from letting go of these old habits, fears, imprints, challenges, that you have just done your work to let go. Remember this strength, remember this power when you're challenged to go back and dig up this box and go back to an old habit or an old pattern. Remember your power to have let it go. Be proud of that work and know that you can come back here at any time and do it all again and continue your work. So I hope that helps. Come back slowly and consciously to the space that you're in. And good job. Very nice, very nice. And what I'll do actually as well is um, I'll extract this and put it onto the next uh, podcast. So, you know, people obviously listened to the conversation and went through this. So that if they like it, then they don't have to be searching it when they want to do it again. It'll be just just exclusive that and mary's agreed to give us more of her meditations as well which will be in future episodes and i mean i've listened to a lot of them and they're, they're very 
you know, very enjoyable. And I enjoyed that. I mean, I went through that process there and, you know, it, it, it was, a, you know, it was powerful and, you know, relaxing at the same time. And I, I think you have a lovely voice for doing it as well. Not, not everybody's got... You know the the bright voice for doing meditations and and guided meditations, and I, I I think you have a you know a soothing voice that kind of you know it doesn't distract you. It you can kind of visualize as you're talking, which is you know it's it's thank fantastic. you. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. So you might uh, let people know where they, where they can find you, and I know you have the book as well. So you might just mention the name of that again as well. Please. Um, I do have uh, videos, as you mentioned, on YouTube, but probably where you could get the most information is at my website. It's www.risehypnoticmeditation.com. And there's videos there that support. There's also uh, where I'll be teaching and where I'll be presenting. I'm presenting at some conferences and festivals this summer that I'm very excited to do. But I love to, it's a three-hour workshop where I teach RISE. We spend the first half talking about why it works and how it works. In the second half, uh, we practice the, so that when you leave the class after three hours, you know that you have a technique that's yours, that you have a skill for life to use. So I also love to teach that if anybody's interested and I love to travel. So if anyone is looking for a workshop, please reach out. And then also the book, Rise, uh, that'll talk you through step-by-step, step, teach you how to do it. It's uh, 90 pages, power, power packed, kept it short and simple and sweet. People don't have time, but it's, it also has uh, space in here to fill out uh, some of answers to your questions to, to get you in touch with your practice. And it's on Amazon. It's also called Rise Hypnotic Meditation. Oh, excellent. So I'll make sure I put the website as well as the link for the book, both in the audio and the video. So, so Mary, thoroughly right, enjoyed our conversation. I did as well. That's all for the Have meditation. Have a great day. You too. That's all for the meditation podcast. You'll find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. As mentioned, Brown Bitch on YouTube, you'll find the links in the podcast description. Sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star rating, subscribe. It all helps. Until next week, take care. This podcast is and always will be free. There are two ways you can help me as I spend a lot of time researching, recording, editing, and marketing my podcast. I also have plenty of costs with like Zoom, BitChute, StreamYards, as well as equipment. I have a donation button, which you can buy me a coffee once a month, or even just donate one euro, because if everybody who listens to the podcast donate one euro, it would cover all the costs. You can also support our sponsors. All the links are in the podcast show notes. Thank you for listening.